Hey, patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast. I'm here with Lavinia Jones-Wright, who you heard on the main podcast. Um, welcome, and thank you for doing this bonus podcast as well. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, patrons, thanks for supporting <laughs> Mikey Pod. He's so cool. Oh, <laughs> thanks. That's, and that's a wrap. That's all we needed to say. <laughs> The um, You mentioned A Strange Loop, and it reminded me about a TV show that I'm currently obsessed with. And this is either going to be a great conversation. Or do, you, do you already know what I'm going to talk about? Um, maybe. Say it. The rehearsal? Oh, yeah. You know, it's really funny. Okay. Okay. Do you want to tell me? Do, do I haven't seen it. Okay. It's like, <laughs> it's so good. And some of what you're... So uh, he had a show before. Look, I'm, I'm stumped. He had a show before it called um, Nathan for You. Did you happen to watch this show? The same guy. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, when I first watched it, I was like, I can't watch this. This guy's a jerk. He's really like, kind of <laughs> lying to people and very manipulative. So then I started watching the rehearsal, which I don't want to give away too much. But the premise of it is. Do you already know that he... I do. I love the premise of it. I was worried that it would be... Str- I was like, personally, while I've been working on this, I was like, I wonder if it's going to be stressful for me. So that's why I haven't seen it yet. But I would love to see it. And so many people have been telling me that it's that it's so great. And I, yeah, I, I know the premise and it sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it's but it's one of those things that started out as one thing and it became like the same thing, but only different <laughs> anyway. Like it's, uh, it's been on my mind and I went back and watched Nathan for you, which did the same thing. And it starts out as a sort of like weird snarky thing where you're uncomfortable about how he's treating people. And suddenly it's incredibly moving mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, how am I, which isn't exactly your work, but it is the thing that's interesting about it to me. And that feels parallel is the way that it becomes about itself. Yeah. And I love that as a way of creating vulnerability too, is that it's, it's actually, you think that it's, um, that it's about him. I, I totally, I totally get the connection because I think about that a lot because it's actually a way of being inclusive when something represents, when something, um, repeats itself or sort of turns back around on itself in a lot of ways, that's actually the audience becoming in on in on what it is mm-hmm. and so it's actually a way of being very inclusive and when you create these sort of like scenarios that um allow for hu- human vulnerability it's very it's very beautiful and very connected and sometimes you have to take people out of their comfort zone to get there mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> We should just watch the rehearsal for the rest of this podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just do a, let's just do a mystery science theater of the rehearsal right now. Yeah, that's the only way to go. Um, it's just so like it's been on my mind lately, but it's it's kind of like connecting with the same things that are making me feel excited about your film too. So that's what what felt oh, like bringing cool. it. Yeah. Um, what have you? I mean, this is sort of a silly question. Maybe the question isn't: Have you always been a creative person? Because most likely, I'm guessing the answer to that is yes. But, w- w- or was it? You're, no, it like you- I was actually going to say, I, my theory is that almost everyone is a creative person. I think that's just inherent. I think I say that all the time because having come up in music and hearing, you know, when you're young, art, just like everything else, seems quantifiable and seems like a competition in some ways. It's like if you can get a grade in art class, then there must be a right and wrong way to do it. Yes. 
And as you get older, and I'm sure you no doubt have had a similar experience, you're like, oh, it's not about that at all. It's about, uh, it's, it's just a way of making things personal. And so you can, everyone can achieve at a very high level, regardless of their technical skill as an artist. Mm-hmm. No. So, like, that connects with so much stuff. Like, I remember in my, you know, I, and I, I think I've always, well, not always, but I started playing the piano when I was uh, like 13, 12 or 13, but I was always interested in music and wanted to be an actor and all these different things and mm-hmm. often got the message that, well, that's a nice hobby, but don't plan on doing this because only a few people are able to be successful doing these things. And right. You are not that, you're not that special. Like, you know, like, and so. No, totally. Yeah. No, I relate to that very deeply because I was, I did all of the arts when I was growing up and I'm just not the best. I was never the best singer or the best piano player or the best at drawing or, you know, I was never like the best kid at any of those things. And so it's very easy to be told, oh, you're not gonna, maybe this is not for you, you know, but I was, I'm lucky because my parents are artists, all, Mm -hmm. you know, all of my parents are artists. Um, They're all visual artists. My mom um, was an art teacher and a professor of art. My dad's a painter and my stepmother's a master printmaker. So um, they're all artists and they, at least there was like a, a roadmap for me of how to do it for a living. Yeah. I don't know if that was, was anyone in your family an artist? Did no. you have an example? No. But you know what's really <laughs> interesting? Like my mother was always on board with my art. Like with me, like she got me piano lessons, like oh. which, which I wound up being fired from, which is surprising. But that's a whole, that's a whole alternate story. But, but you still play, don't you? Yeah. And I, yeah. I went to college for piano, like, and I play, I continue playing. Now that I'm a piano teacher, I sort of understand what happened. And there was a lack of communication from both sides. Um, Uh But, uh, (laughs) but, you know, but, you know, I think a lot of those experiences put me in a place where I was like, really struggling to, uh, to admit or, uh, or, or become like, really call myself an artist. And a lot of the things you mentioned about this sort of belief that, you know, it has art is a certain thing. And mm. and it, it, it and it took a long time to really like step by step. I I like played. I decided okay, I really can go to music school and like oh, I really can like you know stop waiting tables and start trying to be a piano teacher. You know, like all mm-hmm. of these different layers of things. To like, I started music directing, and then I was like, well, maybe I do want to make my own work. And it took forever to finally do this stuff. And now, now that I've said all this, I forgot my point. <laughs> No, I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is really, this is something that's really important to me. Actually, I talk about this a lot because um, it took me, I went in so many different directions in my artistic career, in my pursuits. And all of that is great because it's cumulative. And so many artists I know, like they find their success, they find their voice, like later in their lives or in their careers. And so it's really important um, reminder to anybody who who has creative aspirations that there's so many different ways that you can go and that you can so many different superpowers that you might have that can make that possible for you. Yeah, yeah, and those little superpowers that we each have individually become these unique pieces of art that don't fit into the categories that we, you know, 
Exactly. And the, I think there was something, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but I think it, the thing that I was sort of headed toward of that whole pathway of like, ex, like slowly but surely like taking on more and more being an artist was that kind of realization as an older person that like, oh, this was never some magical special thing that only certain kinds of people can do. It's just making some stuff that I think is cool. Like, you know, yeah. like the power went away from it having to be anything. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So what was your, did you figure out what your superpower is? What do you think your superpower is as an artist? Um, it's, that's a really hard question to answer because I think there's still pieces of me that are like, oh, I don't have that. Like, <laughs> but I think the things that I've been good at, like I've I made a couple of solo shows where I combined like music and storytelling and some video and that type of thing. Amazing. I, I think my superpower is like tricking myself into doing it. <laughs> you know, like I that's, really that's like, a really good one. <clears throat> like I have the idea, and and the very first thing that I did was actually I was pressured by a friend to like schedule a reading of this idea that I had. I'd never done my own work. And that was what made me do it. Like I scheduled it. It was at Judson Memorial Church. And oh, it was just what a like, great venue. they're so great with artists. I told yeah. the, uh, Micah Busey, the, he was the arts minister at the time. I said, I have, I think it's going to be music and stories, but it's going to be this. And, oh, it's really going to be that. And, oh, you may not. And, it, and he was like, sounds great. Let's put it on the calendar. <laughs> So then I, I was that. forced to make this show, which I did. And then, you know, like that made me. So anyway, my superpower is like setting a date and then just panicking as the date gets closer and making the thing. That's, that's really important, though. That's like that's the like a barrier to entry for so many people is just like doing the like committing to the thing because you have you commit to the thing to force yourself to go through with it. Yeah, because if, yeah. if I don't like that inner saboteur or whatever you want to call it is like the whole oh and the whole way and I'm guessing you have this experience of like as the thing gets closer that saboteur is like what are you doing like my little loop I get into is you're making you're writing a show about yourself like it's you 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 and now you're gonna beg people to come and see this like what you're wait like you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money making this happen because nobody's gonna come. And you know, like, mm. yeah, those yeah. are terrible. So yeah, so you're yeah. familiar with that. I am. You know, somebody told me something not that long ago that I think you'll you'll totally get that changed my whole relationship to it because you know I've been performing my my whole life, but it never gets easier. <laughs> it never gets easier to plant to like put something down on the calendar and say like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna per I'm gonna perform this piece or do this thing on this day. Um, but somebody told me that they were like, well, I just think about my anxiety as excitement. And I think about the act of doing the thing as an act of generosity, because people come and what they want is for you to blow their minds, for you to like make their day and give them something that makes them think like they don't come to hate you <laughs> and to think that you did a bad <laughs> job. They come hoping that you're going to do a good job and you will. Mm -hmm. And you will. And so it's like this huge act of generosity to actually get up there and do something and do it for the people that came to see you do it. Uh, I love it. The thing that's really great about you saying that is that it's something I tell, like I just had a recital well, a couple months ago with my piano students. And that's what I tell them. Like everyone is excited to see you play the piano and they want you to 
no one's going to be sitting there thinking, oh, I hope this kid really screws up. Like, yeah. but then yeah. I, I tell my, I give myself the same messages of like, sure. oh, no, yeah, what happens with this? Yeah. That doesn't mean that every time it's a week from something that I don't wish there's going to be a hurricane. I'm like, maybe there'll yeah. be a hurricane and I won't have to do the play. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But, uh, but I think it's important, even if we do fall into that trap, that we have that to fall back on like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a generous thing that we're doing. And it's something people, people want to engage with and people want this to be good. Yeah. yeah and you can just draw your strength from that expectation because that is really what people want. They nobody wants you to fail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people that want you to fail if they exist, and let's not think about them anyway. Okay, maybe they it's like didn't 2% come to the show. They they're not going to buy a ticket. They, no, nobody buys a ticket to watch you fail. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your superpower? Uh, that's. <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to come back around on me. <laughs> um, you know what? I really, I really have come to realize, especially through this last project. But both the documentary projects that I've been involved with have been about gathering people together around an idea, mm-hmm. um, and around an experience, and around an act of performance. So I've really started to come to believe that my superpower is the ability to create a, a community around something, to create a space. And to bring and to like bring people into it because I feel like everything I do as an artist is for people to interact with or be a part of or feel like they can express themselves through it mm. rather than it being sort of like a fixed thing. So I'm starting to really lean into the superpower being people and just wanting to work with people and bringing people together. That and then. Uh, this project is a great example of that. Like, hello, like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of people that are coming together with this common love and common grief um, and common desire to really share Alice's being like, it's, it's yeah. Like you, your, your superpower is definitely in action with this. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought that was like what we've all been missing the last couple of years as we were like isolated and, really wondering if if the sort of like physical sense of community was going to return and in new york you know it's new york was very quiet for a while and it was unusual for us and we we were worried about it and so yeah i really hope that that's one of the things that is created by this project and also something that you can take away from it is like seeing community reconnect and that it's all coming back we're all coming back together yeah there was a little piece that I want to just throw out that I've thought of during the main interview um, that I didn't get to mention oh, yeah. was like the part, the, the Zoom interviews with, uh, with Alice were a really interesting representation of the time and a, and a really warm, intimate representation of something that we all kind of dreaded during that time period of like, uh, well, I'll speak for myself. Like I had to start teaching on Zoom and it felt very yeah. like, oh. Uh, like it felt bad, but it's interesting to see this very warm representation of the way you were communicating during that time as well, which adds a an interesting um, piece of a piece piece of history to the film. Well, thank you for saying that. I we were worried about using them because because like you said, every Zoom was something that people developed a very complicated relationship yeah. to. We love it and we're so happy to have it, but also we began to dread it. But um, I, I'm glad you said that because I felt 
that she was so focused and so clear during those times. And some, some of the interviews that we did on zoom in 2020 before she passed away were like really, um, beautiful to me and created a lot of material that we ended up using in the, in the theater piece that we wrote. Um, I think because there were no distractions because everyone's in their own home and there's no camera that you can see there. It was very much like just two people talking with nothing in, you know, nothing interfering. So there is something really, there is something about this format. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you know, to tell you the truth, when I watched, I watched the, um, the Kickstarter video and I had a couple of moments of like, Oh, I hope there's another, I hope there's another one of those. Like oh, I was, wow, I was cool. looking forward to seeing those, those bits with her. So that's I really think good I, to hear from, <laughs> from my perspective as a non-filmmaker. I think it's a great thing. Okay. Go over really well. That's good. Cause it's, that's a question, you know, so much got done over zoom during the last couple of years that we're like, Oh, are all the documentaries going to be, have all this zoom content in them now? And are we going to grow to hate that? Or is that going to be cool? What? How does that work? We just don't know yet because it's so new. Yeah. We're just seeing the first documentary projects that have Zoom in them. So we're, we're sort of figuring that out as we go. Like, can it be an emotional format? Yeah. We're looking into it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be so, yeah. It's what a time. What like, a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I could talk to you forever, but uh, we should wrap this part of our conversation up, too. I'm so glad yeah. I got to talk to you. And I hope that uh, I mean, I'm obviously going to keep track of the film, um, but you're welcome to come back anytime so we can give updates and that type of thing, because I'd be you. excited to keep people posted. Oh, man. Thank you so much for this great conversation and for all your enthusiasm. Oh, of course. It's so, it's so, it's so cool. <laughs> oh, well, good. I'm glad that, uh, it was, yeah, it was a great conversation. <laughs> Yay.